European Hearts Journal Issue at a Glance, Volume 39, Issue 41, Focus Issue on Coronary Imaging, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Thomas Lucia. Frontiers in Cardiovascular Computed Tomography, CTFFR, PETCT, and Radiation Exposure. Cardiovascular imaging has made huge progress over the last decades, first with the introduction of ultrasound and nuclear tracers, then with coronary computed tomography, or CT, and magnetic resonance imaging. CT first made an impact as a modality to exclude coronary artery disease, but more recently allows for the planning of TAVI procedures, plaque characterization, outcomes of cardiac patients, and now even non-invasive fractional flow reserve measurements. As such, it truly became competitive with catheter-based coronary angiography. This latter aspect has been evaluated in the fast track Coronary Computed Tomography Angiography for Heart Team Decision-Making in Multivessel Coronary Artery Disease by Patrick W. Soroys and colleagues from Imperial College London in the UK. They sought to determine the agreement between two randomized heart teams with an interventional cardiologist, cardiac surgeon, and radiologist on treatment decision-making based on either coronary CT or conventional angiography in 223 patients with left main or three-vessel coronary disease. Each heart team blinded for the other imaging modality quantified the anatomical complexity and clinical parameters using the Syntax 2 score. A recommendation of coronary artery bypass grafting was made in 28% with CT and 26% with conventional angiography. The heart teams agreed on coronary segments to be revascularized in 80%. FFRCT changed treatment decisions in 7%. Thus, treatment decision-making and planning based solely on this non-invasive imaging modality is feasible, a conclusion that is further discussed in an editorial by Antonio Colombo from the Columbus Heart Center in Milan, Italy. The clinical use of coronary CT-derived fractional flow reserve, or FFRCT, is further investigated in a second fast track entitled Real-World Clinical Utility and Impact on Clinical Decision-Making of FFRCT Lessons from the Advance Registry by Jonathan A. Leipzig and colleagues from the St. Paul's Hospital at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, Canada. The Advance Registry enrolled 5,083 patients with symptoms of coronary disease and atherosclerosis on coronary CT. The primary endpoint of reclassification rates between coronary CT and FFRCT-based management occurred in 67%. Non-obstructive coronary disease was less common in patients undergoing invasive angiography when FFRCT was less than or equal 0.80 compared to FFRCT greater than 0.80. Of note, 72% of those undergoing invasive angiography with FFRCT less than 0.80 were revascularized. No death or infarctions occurred in patients with FFRCT greater than 0.80. Conversely, 
0.4% of those with at least one FFRCT value greater than or equal 0.80 died or had an infarction. Thus, FFRCT changed management in two-thirds of patients was associated with fewer invasive angiographies without obstructive disease, predicted revascularization, and discriminated subjects at risk of death or infarction. These important findings are put into context in an editorial by Todd Christopher Villines from the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland, USA. A drawback of cardiovascular CT compared to ultrasound or MRI is the use of radiation. However, the amount of radiation required to obtain high-quality images has markedly declined over the last years, as demonstrated in another fast track entitled Reduction in Radiation Exposure in Cardiovascular CT Imaging Results from the Prospective Multicenter Registry on Radiation Dose Estimates of Cardiac CT Angiography in Daily Practice in 2017, or Protection 6 by Jörg Hausleiter and the Protection 6 investigators. They prospectively enrolled 4,502 patients undergoing cardiac CT angiography in 60 hospitals. In 89% of patients, the indication for cardiac CT was the evaluation of coronary disease. The median dose length product was 195 mg Compared to 2007, the dose length product was reduced by 78% without an increase in non-diagnostic scans. A 37-fold variability in median dose length product ranging from 57 to 2090 mg was observed between hospitals. Independent predictors for radiation dose of coronary CT angiography were body weight, heart rate, sinus rhythm, tube voltage, iterative image reconstruction, and selection of scan protocols. Thus, this large international survey demonstrates considerable reduction of radiation exposure in coronary CT angiography during the last decade. However, the large intersite variability underscores the need for further site-specific training and adaptation of contemporary cardiac scan protocols, as further outlined in an editorial by Leslie J. Shaw from the Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia, USA. Gender differences in the presentation and outcome of cardiac events exist. However, the long-term cardiovascular risk among women as compared to men based on measures of coronary artery calcium have not been well characterized. In their article, Sex Differences in Calcified Plaque and Long-Term Cardiovascular Mortality, Observations from the CAC Consortium, Leslie J. Shaw and colleagues from the Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia, USA, evaluated this in 63,215 asymptomatic women and men over 12.6 years. Overall, women and men had risk scores of 5.8% and 9.1%. Within coronary calcium subgroups, women had fewer calcified lesions and vessels greater lesion size and higher plaque density than men. 
For women and men with zero coronary calcium score, long-term cardiovascular mortality was similar, while detectable calcium was associated with 1.3 higher hazard for cardiovascular death among women as compared to men. The relative hazard for cardiovascular mortality for women and men was 8.2 versus 5.1 for multivessel coronary calcium, 8.6 versus 5.9 for greater than or equal 5 coronary calcium lesions, and 8.5 versus 4.4 for a lesion size greater than or equal 15 millimeters cubed, respectively. Women with larger sized and more numerous coronary calcium lesions had 2.2-fold higher cardiovascular mortality. Surprisingly, coronary calcium density was not predictive of cardiovascular mortality in women, but in men, when controlling for coronary artery calcium volume and cardiac risk factors. Thus, Measures beyond the Agatston score provide incremental information on gender differences in atherosclerotic plaques and may refine risk detection and preventive strategies, as further discussed in an editorial by Stefan Achenbach from the University of Erlangen in Germany. Endocarditis remains a condition with a significant morbidity and mortality. The timely diagnosis of prosthetic heart valve endocarditis remains challenging, yet of utmost importance. In their review, FFDG, PETCT and CT Angiography in Prosthetic Heart Valve Endocarditis from Guidelines to Clinical Practice, Lorenz E. Svart and colleagues from Erasmus MC in Rotterdam, the Netherlands, notes that fluorine-18-fluorodeoxyglucose or FFDG, positron emission, PET, and CT, were recommended by the ESC guidelines in the diagnosis of infective endocarditis. However, how to interpret PET-CT findings and how to best perform them in these often complex patients remains uncertain. In the review, patient selection and image acquisition that need to be taken into account when employing FFDG, PETCT and CT angiography in daily clinical practice is discussed and the importance of a multidisciplinary endocarditis team is recommended. The editors hope that this issue of the European Hearts Journal will find the interest of its readers.